Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Read you loud and clear. It is Ben Perez. I am Nick Perez. And we are the Fox Box, Fox Box Brothers Podcast. What is going on, Ben? Hey, Nick. Good morning. I just got done with the gym, so that's why I was running back a little late. I had timed it out three minutes off. I was doing a last my last set of RDL, so uh, just running three minutes late today. But other than that, I needed to get that in. I've been I was hanging out at a park yesterday with a few friends, and then that turned into didn't get home till like ten o'clock on a Sunday. But I have Mondays off as well, so. I'm excited to be here today talking with you. That's what's up. That's what's up. What about you? How's how are things in is it getting hot in Texas now? Uh yeah. It's ninety seven right now and the sun setting. Oh, gross. So it's seven for our Celsius friends and listeners. But like it's not it's not horrible. It's also just been hot for months, so I'm yeah. just kinda used to it. <laughs> I've I've gotten spoiled here, Nick. It's usually per, like temperate year round. So this morning, I think it's around 60 degrees. We'll get up to 70s and then in the evenings drop down to 50s during the winter. It's really nice living next to a beach. I People get spoiled out here. I'm getting spoiled and I know if I come back to Texas, <laughs> I'm going to die for the first uh, couple of days just being back in that scorching summer sun. Oh, I don't think it's just going to be a couple of days, Ben. I think... Oh, to reacclimate? You may be dead for a month or two. Yeah, I'd, I'm not looking forward to it. That's one thing and that like, I don't miss is the, the like, Texas heat. The AC's on like full blast and we have to have fans going in every room to circulate air. Um, and then we have to have like uh, floor fans on and we have an industrial fan going downstairs it's yeah, brutal. yeah. We'll get a get a better AC unit. I know it's AC, not a not a the thing. AC unit struggling. Uh, well, I I am enjoying my AC unit. So when it gets hot, like nineties, uh, low nineties <laughs> here, I'll have that on full blast, and it cools down my apartment just nicely. All right, I'm... you want to get into some F one news, Nick? This week we have a Let's couple topics. Um, get it. And with the race coming up in Austria this weekend at the Red Bull Ring, we have seen a lot of news coming out of Red Bull's camp. Uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you today, Nick, and we'll start with this topic, is uh, the cost cap penalty. Do you do you think that it is has been effective of like bringing people back, of people not going overboard, and then was the penalty on Red Bull too light because now that they're so far ahead in the championship and have said that they've started to develop for next year, it's essentially canceling out any punishment that they could have had in the drivers and constructors championship. Well, I think a cost gap penalty is just going to be hard to enforce in general because if you take away people's points, it just it, it's a really slippery slope and you could have in- teams but in what ways is it a like, slippery slope? You could have teams petitioning for other teams, to like say, like it's like a one point championship. You yeah. could have Mercedes petitioning for Red Bull, like they could do like a deep dive into the finances or and find like 
I don't know, like they're maybe like a few dollars over the limit and then deduct them points and, and like swing a championship, which I just feel like it can, it well, can then, get out of hand but very if, quickly. But if you're not deducting points for the, the championship, it's essentially allowing competitors, certain teams to spend more money to build a better car, to bring more upgrades and thus be faster on the track. So if you don't have any penile system to actually enforce the cost cap, then you're just going to have teams overspending and you're going to see again, this gap that grows between the highest spenders like Mercedes and Red Bull and the lowest spenders of Haas and Williams. Well, and yeah, I yeah, think they could, will that be point that you know, yeah, go for it. I think they will be like cracking down on what they're doing because mm-hmm. you know how they're hiding it, right? Yeah, the I know with specifically one example is Adrian Newey with his contract at Red Bull being a contract and not licensed under the team. So they're essentially getting Adrian Newey's work for free because it doesn't fall under those cost cap conditions. Yeah, also um, a lot of Mercedes development has been done under their reusable engine or like renewable engine um, division at Mercedes. Mm. So it's not under the F1 team. And it's the same thing uh, at Aston Martin, how they've been developing more without Mm -hmm. the cost cap. And it's just they're hiding it in other divisions of like of the of the yeah of the company so i think that it's probably better for a more competitive championship to just throw that out there because when i know i guess when you get teams that don't have limitations on how much money they can spend they can try a bunch of different areas of research try to try a bunch of different ways to develop the car and see which one <clears throat> works the best. And uh, Red Bull did that, <clears throat> excuse me, back in 2021 when they took the driver's championship from Mercedes and they were able to actually put the money in, develop a superb engine from Honda and take it to Mercedes in that final year of the regulations. And I think that Mercedes, because of this, th- because of them hiding their books has allowed them to develop this spec B spec car that is now has the potential to not this year, but next year compete with Red Bull on the circuit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's definitely a weird area because if you look at the past like years in F1, there has always been, a lopsided championship. Mm-hmm. There's only a, a couple years where it's not a lopsided championship, and that's when regulation changes mm-hmm. or it's at an end of a of a development cycle. Mm-hmm. So like the 2021 cars, at the very end of the development cycle, we had our closest race. Mm-hmm. And then the the things from 2011 to um or 2010 to 2013 those four years that were all really close title races, but because the cars were so similar before the regulations changed. Mm-hmm. That and, was with the V8 engines and mm-hmm. Red Bull's dominance. And then you go look back at the Ferrari dominance 
then you have Lewis Hamilton's dominance, and then mm-hmm. you have Senna's dominance. And so if you uh, go don't forget through... Fernando in there for two years at Alpine, well, I guess for yeah. now. But you you see like there's always been a dominant person. Some mm-hmm. years it's closer than others. Yeah. But I don't really think that's because of the cost cap or because of anything. It's just how F1 development cycles go. Yeah. And who understands the aerodynamics, who understands the engine physics, the engineering behind it is always going to have a leg up. And it just takes this might take a little bit more time to catch up to the pact if they don't. And I mean, they do have the in addition to not only the cost cap, but they have the tiers. So the first place team has the least amount of development time compared mm-hmm. to the last team, which has like 150% of the time. So there there are ways to make it that the FIA has and F1 have made it more competitive over time so that the cost cap isn't the only thing that the teams can yeah. differentiate themselves on. And something that people forget about is the the Braun GP championship where yeah. they won both things. Yeah. And they won both things, drivers and constructors, by just insurmountable margins. And mm. that was just kind of insane to see. But like the probably the team that spent the least on development because they bought it midway through the offseason mm-hmm. win a championship. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy that that Braun did that and is able was able to essentially like what you said take that team midway and then get a World Drivers Championship. So with Red Bull, they've publicly stated that they will not be developing their car anymore. They feel comfortable that by the midway season they will have the championship. And I was looking this up the other day, Nick. You know how I asked you last week when was the earliest title claimed in F1? Uh-huh. Can you, do you want to have a guess before? I, yeah, have a guess before I give it out to you. Was it Lewis Hamilton? No, it was not. Lewis was the second earliest. Michael Schumacher? Yep. Do you, What year of Schumacher's? Dominance so, was it 2005? It was 2002. He claimed the title on the 11th race of 17 that year on July 21st. So a little over halfway. I think it was like 64% of the way through the season. So with That's just, yeah. Yeah. So with Max to beat that, he would have, since there's 23 races or 22 this year, he'd probably have to claim it on the like 13th or 14th race to match or beat him. Yeah, because that's crazy. Yeah, and with Max's dominance, it's been put in a lot of drivers in the hot seat, so his teammate is one of them. Um, do, you, let's, uh, do you think that Checo has much longer in that car? I I don't know. He he needs to step it up. He needs yeah. to be a better driver because these last like three races have not been just, good for mm, him. He's they just haven't he he hasn't done good. I mean, in Canada it wasn't really his fault. He kind of got it was a weird situation with the pit stops and the rain 
and everything that happened. So it's not really. But even before, but even before that, this is can Canada was his third week in a row that he didn't make it to Q three. Yeah, and you just shouldn't be doing that if you're in a top tier car. Yeah, and Sergio, I know Sergio has the pace to do it, and he's shown it on his day that he can compete with Max. Not the whole race, but he can compete at least during qualifying. Yeah. But he's not, he hasn't been consistent enough. And that's the, that's the differentiation between Checo and then the next tier of Alonzo, Hamilton, and Max is that they, even on their off days, they're still really good and they have more, way more good days than they do bad days. So I, I think it's more of a consistent thing that consistent the C thing with Checo. And yes, he has the the pace, but he just needs to bring it out more often. Otherwise, I don't know if he's going to be there longer than another like season. Not this so season, then, like after next season. So now I got a question. Who do you got lined up for the replacement drive? So I think that I, there's... I got three. I got three. Yeah. So I'll so let you say yours. And I then... think that, yeah, I think we have probably similar three one yuki sonoda he's oh. done very well at the alphatari team and he's in line for that i think that there's a liam lawson who's been doing well in what is it all right no no you, you can continue you can continue isn't just... liam lawson over in supercar for red bull yeah okay and then but these are just were not the three I had. Okay. And then the third potential one, I don't see this happening, but Daniel Ricardo, I know, has been rumored to either go into the Red Bull or pot, more likely the AlphaTauri seat. And those are the three that I've heard on from the inside the Red Bull camp. What what are your three that you were talking about? Because you gave me a look right. like what what are you what drivers are you talking why are you talking about them? So I in my my I don't think they replace from inside the team. No? Okay. Because I I think they go from outside. And I think they're tied for one and two. Or actually I think all three of them have a very equal shot. Um I know Alex Albon, even though he's raced that Red Bull seat before with him being dominant in that Williams car of the midfield teams and him consistently putting it into Q3 and consistently scoring points in races like that has to get you noticed. You know, it's like, yes, Alex has been doing really well, but. It's always it feels like you're getting back together with an ex. There's a reason that you <laughs> broke up. There's a reason that you both moved on. There were underlying things that it wasn't just because they were young or maybe like bright person wrong time. I and I just feel like if the Red Bull were to get back with Alex Al- Alex Albon and put him in that second seat, it'd be like reliving something because you know his potential. And it's not the Max Verstappen potential. It's not on that tier of greatness that 
Max brings or Lewis brings or Alonzo brings that will be there day in and day out. And I think you have very similar arguments with the top tier quarterbacks of the league. Like, yes, you could win with Dak Prescott. He is a very solid quarterback, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. And I think because he doesn't have that, he doesn't have that X factor. Is what you're saying? Yeah. And there, I think that Red Bull as cutthroat as they are, would rather take a gamble that either Yuki or Liam Lawson would be able to get into that seat, then go back to something that they know the ceiling of. All right. And then here's here's my next one of my three. Lando Norris, because Goes his McLaren seat. Yeah. Okay. Even though he's under contract, 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 he's under contract. He's under contract till 2029 or 2030. I can't remember. He's he's in there for a while. Yeah. He has an exit clause if they don't finish. Like it's like a certain number in the championship. Mm-hmm. And so he's definitely approaching that exit clause. And if he does get offered the seat at Red Bull, then how do you think that would pan out? I think that he would take it. I, And I think this is the tier that if Red Bull was to make a move and go outside, it would be for a Lando Norris or I maybe, well, I'll leave the second name out, but um, it would be for that level of potential because I think Lando is a great driver and he's shown that he can take that McLaren, which has been a tractor for the last like two and a half years and drive it to podium places, drive it to consistent points finishes. So I don't hate the, I don't hate the move for Lando. And I think for Lando's career, it would be fantastic. Now would Red Bull give someone to Max, like put someone on Max's team that could compete with him. Do you think that Red Bull would do that? Oh, yeah. And I don't think uh, Christian Horner's afraid of doing that. Mm -hmm. Sebastian Vettel and Mark Webber were two of the greatest Red Bull drivers, and they would go neck and neck at it all the time. Daniel Ricciardo, Max Verstappen would go neck and neck all the time, and they wanted to keep Daniel in that team. It wasn't Red Bull saying, oh, go shoo, Daniel. They wanted Daniel to stay in the team with Max Verstappen, so I don't think they're scared of a competition within the team. Yeah, okay, good. Because if they are willing to do that, then hell yeah, give give me Lando Norris. I think that would be a fantastic move for not only Lando, but Red Bull. And then you would have a competitive, even if no one else develops their car for next year, you would at least have a good internal battle between Max and Lando. And I think Max would end up winning that competition over the year, Mm -hmm. similar to what Hamilton has been doing with George, but you have two fantastic drivers on the same team in a rocket ship of a car. Yeah, and then my final person, you already know, Ferrari boy himself, yeah. Charles Leclerc. Okay, I thought I thought that's where you were going to go, and yeah. I I love that pick. I I would love to see Charles in the Red Bull. I mean, I just feel like he's almost stunted by Ferrari. Like, even though that's been his junior team, mm-hmm. he can't 
grow outside of that Ferrari can't win a world championship in a Ferrari. And if he does, Mm -hmm. that's all power to him. But I just, I don't feel like he can do it in a Ferrari. Yeah. Imagine the competition that we would get because if Lando or Charles doesn't go to Red Bull, I think the other one that they should look into is Aston Martin. So whoever doesn't get the Red Bull seat should go to Aston Martin. And then imagine having a, uh, a Max Norris or a Max Leclerc situation at Red Bull. You have a George Hamilton situation at Mercedes and then Aston Lance Stroll still continues to under perform. So he gets booted and then it would be a Norris Alonzo team at Aston. And then we have a three-way three-way race for the championship in 2025. It would be. Yeah. And I don't think um, Lance Stroll's seat is as safe as we think it is. I've, I've said that I've been on this podcast saying that his seat is hot. Yeah. Is because burning. I, I don't think that he gets booted this year, but Oh, I think he may year. because come to find out uh daddy stroll mm-hmm. doesn't own as much as we thought of Ashton Martin. What's the percentage that you have around 33%. Okay. So he's a, who he's who, a, he's a majority stake. Oh, well, that means he owns like out of everyone, he's the majority owner then. Yeah. But so, so that means that he has final call on what Aston does. Yeah. But Saudi, they own a part of, they, they own a part of Aston Martin. Yeah. How much of Aston Martin does Saudi own? I think it's like another third and then it's like Aston Martin because they're a publicly traded company. Yeah, so, okay. and then the other section is publicly owned. Okay. Okay, cool. So they, he still has that majority stake, which gives him a lot of saying power. Uh, but if it's two against one on that three-legged stool, then I think that they could easily boot Lance out because, and just make it based on his performance. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing personal to Lance Stroll, but when you're consistently being beaten and not even competing for podium spots like your teammate has, I think Alonso has gotten on so many podiums this year compared to Lance hasn't even sniffed it. And when you have that big of discrepancy, I I don't think that it matters whether your family or friends like it's winning racing at the end of the day. And I know and I know Lawrence Stroll mm-hmm. wants to win. He doesn't want to have like a bad team and I think also a certain point of it is he's going to be like son, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. I can't be owning Aston Martin with you losing races by my adopted son. Yeah, and if Lance does get booted, I think they do it in a more ceremonious way where they will give him a spot on the business side of Aston Martin and he'll be he'll join his dad in helping raise that capital or raise the advertisements, essentially run the business and join him in the empire of Aston Martin. I think that could work out for him. 
Yeah. So and, I, I mean, he probably has some good good genes from Lance or Lawrence if he's if he's his son on the business side. So I would I wouldn't be surprised that his seat is hot. So do you think that it's down between either Lando and um Leclerc? No, yeah, because smart. I think look I think Leclerc leaves after this season because I'm pretty sure his contract's up. Mm-hmm. So who and goes to who would fill that Ferrari seat? Would it be his brother? I think they oh, would be, try to go after someone else. I feel like they'd pull up. Um, do you know what would be an interesting move? Albon to Ferrari. I think Albon would be good at Ferrari. Who do you and who do you think is the best driver of on the, the rest grid? of the field? Of the rest. So not not in a top team of the rest of the field. Of the rest of the field. So you have Alex Albon, mm-hmm. Yuki Sonoda, mm-hmm. I think Lando mm-hmm. and the McLaren is a solid pick. I think Piastri is going to stay at McLaren. Um uh, you have Hulkenberg, K Mag, and then DeFreeze, and then Joe and Bottas. So I would have to, the top two drivers would be either Yuki or Yuki or, um, what's his face? Albon that we were talking about earlier. And then you have Pierre and Esteban Alcon. I think that either of them would be available for Ferrari as well. I think they're both solid drivers. Yeah, because here's the thing about bringing in a rookie. Of the three rookies we had joined this year, yeah, only one of them has scoring points, and the one that has scoring points has been in the highest car, if that makes sense. The uh, Piastri? Yeah. Yeah, Nick DeVries and Logan Sargent have yet to score points. Yeah, they are also both on the hot seat as well for not only not scoring points, but I think Logan's is a little less hot than DeVries. I think DeVries is gone at the year. Oh, 100%. I mean, taking him in general, like for the first time, was on a whim. Yeah, it wasn't a bad gamble, though, because... They had nothing to lose. The Alcatara yeah. wasn't going to be competitive. You had a chance at a F2 champion and a F3 champion. You had a chance to get a the electronic F1 driving championship champion as well. You had a solid race car driver who had a lot of racing experience in single seaters. So uh-huh. it wasn't a bad move. It just didn't pan out. Yeah, and I mean... That happens. I mean, there's a lot of there's like a ton, especially like MLB guys mm-hmm. that were amazing in minor leagues, amazing in college, amazing in high school. But when they finally got up to the major leagues, mm-hmm. they just couldn't compete. Yeah. So I think that's him. I think he had he'll go to another racing series and be a really good driver. And I think he'll be win. really good at uh, like in some endurance racing. Yeah, that he could honestly go over to IndyCar. I think he's a solid driver. Uh-huh. I just don't think that he's been performing up to the standard that Red Bull wants or F1 needs in the sport. So I think he's gone. Um, who do you think replaces him? Patrick O'Hare. 
Patrick O'Hare, is he in the Red Bull feeder scene? Feeder nah, he's a McLaren Indy car driver. Oh, okay. That's not the one that they tried to get last year, was it? Yeah, it is. It's the guy who they wanted last time. And but he just he didn't, didn't have enough <clears throat> driver points, right, for his super license? Yeah, because they don't really respect IndyCar. Yeah, uh, they shit on IndyCar. I know. It's it's really weird because IndyCar is a top racing series. I would put it above. I would put it above F2. Yeah. So I don't really know why they dislike IndyCar. I think it's That's one of because it's American and they're racing stock cars instead of prototype cars. But even F2, you're racing stock cars. Yeah. And it's adult drivers and they race on street circuits and mm-hmm. like ovals and normal circuits so i i don't know it's very it's very interesting will he see. have enough points this year for a super he, license i think no doubt he should okay because it goes back what four years yeah mm-hmm. yeah i could see it i i would be excited for that because it's either him or i think danny rick is going to go there or haas because K-Mag might be out too. Mm-hmm. The thing about Daniel Ricardo, though, is watching him on his live stream, he did not seem in race car shape. Yeah. Like, Little belly, too many glasses of wine. Well, he just looks and skinny. They're, they're all skinny. I know, but I I just remember seeing pictures of Daniel Ricardo like in Red Bull shape, and he was. Have you he seen had a little? Yeah. A little, little bit more heft to him. Yeah, I mean, George is skinnier than a rail. Yeah, but George so, is a ball of muscle. I I think that he'd be be fine. Um, but they're they're like horse jockeys. The more muscle that you have, the slower that you're going to be in a car. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's it's interesting. Yeah, he's probably just trying to get into a little less shape, wanted to slim down as he travels around the world and does all the promotions for Red Bull. Well, once he gets back into the car, he'll start eating more, Nick. He'll he'll put some weight on and be the Daniel Ricciardo that can hop in Monaco again. The pools in Monaco. So, yeah. Um, Anyone else that is on the hot seat that we haven't talked about? I'm trying to get through the Rolodex because... I think Albon has a seat. He'll probably just make a career at the that Williams now. Yeah, he he could he could be like a little Felipe Massa. Do you think that Joe or Bottas is in danger? Like Joe's been all right. Like I think that they're just going to wait until twenty twenty six when Audi comes in and then just be like, all right, peace, both of y'all. We're bringing in Vettel and Mick Schumacher to to come save the day. Yeah, I I just don't really know. Um, who else? Um, no, because we already covered the Alphatari. Yeah, we I think covered... Alpine is safe. I think the it... McLaren seat is hot for McLaren. I don't yeah. think it's hot for Landon Norris. I think they mm. they're hot. Yeah, both of the drivers have a have a spot on that seat if they they want it. Did yeah, you see but... that? Did you see that Alfa Romeo is going to be the title sponsor of Haas soon? As Alfa next, like once the Alfa contract runs up with Saba, Alfa Romeo is going to be Haas Alfa Romeo for their title sponsor. All right. 
I they just, are? Yeah. Wait. Alfa Romeo is going to have Haas as the title sponsor? So yeah, is Haas going to... I'm pretty is sure. Is Haas going to sell the team? No, no. They're, so, unit for... I'm pretty sure that I saw this. If not, I'll just delete it out of the podcast. <laughs> um, But... No, so how the title sponsorship works with Alpha Romeo, Alpha doesn't provide any engineering to it. <clears throat> they don't provide people, they don't provide resources. They just provide the name to Okay, sorry. They <clears throat> Alpha wants to partner with Haas, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. It looks like they're leaning towards it. So I'll get my facts right. But they just, with that title sponsorship, they're just saying, oh, yeah, you can use our name. You can use our name and logo, but that's it. So question. Yeah. Could Red Bull own all of the grid? (laughs) Eventually... Maybe, probably not. With how I, it would be hilarious if they did, but with the one billion dollar calls that they're having now for just a spot on the grid, absolutely insane. So unless unless Red Bull just wants to sell all the billion dollar, all of the billions that they've made through their marketing and sports and their energy, Red Bull just owns owns all of F one. Yeah. And it's just a Red Bull Red Bull League. It'll just be Red Bull's F1. It's Red Bull's world and we're just living in it. That it is. So it's exciting. We'll see as drivers, as we come up to the summer break in, what, a month now? Yeah, just about there. We'll re recover this topic as we get closer to it. Um, next week, Nick, we are in the Red Bull ring in Austria. I think that it's actually going to be a competitive race for the teams there. Cause it was last year. That was the one time yeah. that Merck was actually able to compete with Red Bull and have a bit of a battle on track. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, um, Austria, um, there is a movie that takes place mainly in Austria about racing mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't know if you've heard of it but it's the gran turismo movie i have not heard of it is it on netflix no it's it's coming to um theaters and it's based on a true story of a guy that just plays gran turismo on a racing simulator mm-hmm. they have a competition and he comes out and he's the only driver that makes it out of the program and they put him in a real race car. So it is a, it is a dramatized version of the person and the person who actually did it is, um, is what is it called? He's he stunt drives in the movie. So it, it kind of, it's very interesting. Cool. I'll put it on my list of things to watch. Um and yeah, once it comes up, uh, we'll have to do a review on it. Yeah, so I'm down. Let's do it. All right, not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored, but we'll we'll give our thoughts. Go to the movies and see how the 
dramatization of that dude's Houston races. Anything else before we log out, Nick? We have about a minute left on this call before we get kicked off. No, I'm good. I'm ready to sign it out. All right. Well, thank you, Nick, for hopping on this call and doing a podcast this week. Thank you to all of our listeners all across the world. We love you. Like and subscribe. And we will see you next week at the Red Bull Ring. Box, 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 box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.